0: Welcome to The Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. Each and every podcast, hosts Mike Niemer and Greg Frank will bring you energy experts to help you better understand the renewable and sustainability space. Education is important to us because it's important to you, the listener. Now, here's Mike Niemer and Greg Frank. It is another edition of The Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. My name is Greg Frank. You're not going to hear a whole lot of me on this one as E-Renewable CEO Mike Neimer is going to lead the charge as he was at the OTC conference and has a podcast episode which we are going to unleash for you in just a minute. But before we get to Mike, let's hear from Mike's better half, Ann Neimer, E-Renewable COO has a few words for us. Here's Ann. Ann Niemer here, COO of E-Renewable. We know today whether you're a public company, private equity or privately held company, ESG and sustainability are important to your company. At eRenewable, we can help you achieve some of those goals. If you have any questions or need any assistance with regards to reaching your sustainability goals, please visit us at eRenewable.com to learn more. As always, thank you for listening to the Green Insider, powered by E-Renewable.: Welcome to the Green Insider Podcast, powered by E-Renewable. I'm here this week at the OTC conference here in Houston, Texas. And wow, what a crowd. Uh, You can see the crowd wanting to come back from the pandemic and they're expecting 25 to 30,000 people here today. But before we get into uh, our podcast with our guest, let me uh, first give a big shout out to the um, OTC, the Offshore Technology Conference for allowing us to be here. And I want to thank a special thanks goes out to the OGN guys and Mark LeCure and his team for allowing us to share the booth with them and a special special thanks goes out to Fifth Ring for sponsoring this booth. So with all that said let's get into the show. My guest today is Dan Cliff from Greentown Labs. Dan, welcome to the Green Insider.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Mike. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh is
0: this your first podcast or have you done one before?
1: This is my first podcast, yeah.
0: Well, rookies are not uncommon. Probably half of our guests have been rookies, so we'll take it easy on you. So anyway, well, welcome. And uh, before we get into what you do at Greentown Labs, let's first give the listeners a little history about yourself.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So uh, this is my, I'm coming up on about a year and a half with Greentown Labs here. I actually uh, initially started with them as an intern from their Boston location, and I was working under the the great Juliana Garizar, who uh, was heading our launch here in Houston. I helped support her with the fundraise of that. And uh, after my time there in Boston, I moved down here in August of uh, last year. And so this is my first year in Houston, first year at uh, OTC, and I'm loving it so far.
0: Well, that's great. You know, um, when uh, Juliana opened Greentown Labs uh, two years ago, I believe this month, I think, Um, you know, we had her on the show, so she's an alum and we had four or five of the other uh, startup technology companies you had within Greentown Lab also as guests on our show, so they've been very successful, and our original listeners are familiar with Greentown Labs because of that, but for those that are new followers, since they were all last on, why don't you give the listeners an update about what goes on in
1: Greentown Labs? Absolutely, yeah, so Greentown Labs is a community of climate tech entrepreneurs, so that's climate technology startups, that are one way or another seeking to tackle climate change and global greenhouse gas emissions through their business operations and so what we do is we're a startup incubator we were originally based out of boston massachusetts and we expanded as you said to houston two years ago and when people ask us why houston you know you just have to look at places like offshore technology conference and all the technologies being showcased here the wind uh floating solar offshore ocean technologies and geothermal technologies and and it all really does apply energy is energy is going into the climate direction and we're happy to be here
0: uh... the one question i have for you with regards to uh... If somebody's never been to Greentown Labs, is that something that you can just show up and there's somebody there that might give you a quick tour of what the facility looks like, or is that something that's not available unless there's an event?
1: Great question. So depending on the day, you may get lucky and get an impromptu tour, but we have our monthly, we call them transition on taps. Those are our monthly networking events over at Greentown Houston. And if you're ever in Boston area, our uh, headquarters are in Somerville, Massachusetts, and our monthly networking sessions we call energy bars up there.
0: And so can anybody just go to those sessions?
1: Absolutely, yeah. You can register online at Eventbrite and you can find Greentown Labs listed on a, as an Eventbrite organizer. Well,
0: Dan, that's great. Uh, hopefully uh, some of our listeners out there, when they're in, in Houston, they uh, drop by and see Dan and the team with Juliana over there at Greentown Labs. Now let's get on to what you do at Greentown Labs. Tell us about what your role is.
1: Absolutely. So I am the Investor Program Coordinator for our Houston location. So I work alongside Juliana, who is our Chief Investment and Chief Development Officer. And I also work closely with our uh, Senior Manager of the Investor Program, Jackie Firsty. So what we do for the Investor Program for our startups is, you know, a lot of these startups, they're, they're lean, they need access to capital, and so we have a vast array of uh, investors, venture capital investors in our network from our corporate partners and their corporate venture arms to independent firms that are looking to finance the energy transition.
0: Since Greentown Labs has access to, that, to capital, how does a startup tech company, for example, have access to that money?
1: During the application process, we do make sure that our startups have raised a little bit of ins- institutional uh, capital before they join us so that it enables them to have the necessary runway to uh, pay for their rent at Greentown Labs, we're happy to say that as a nonprofit entity we don't take equity in our startups which is pretty unique for other startup incubators and accelerators and so we make sure that they have the necessary runway, the necessary uh, capital to pay for their rent and pay for at least uh, around a year left of, uh, of money to spend and so once they get added to our network we're happy to help them connect with investors through requested introductions, Uh, We have weekly office hours with investors in our network, and we have several of these private networking sessions as well. We actually have uh, one coming up, our building sector pitch day, which is uh, showcasing all of the startups in our building sector. And we like to open that up to private investor networking sessions beforehand so that they can get uh, special access to the startups before the rest. So Dan,
0: when a uh, startup wants to join Greentown Labs, if I remember from the tour I took over there, there's a way that they can rent a desk inside that one room where all the uh, entrepreneurs sit right beside each other in in an open pit, so to speak, okay? So that's one way. Then I remember another way where you actually had a lab where they could rent space and actually build the product on site. So other than those two ways, is there any other way to do it?
1: Those are the two ways to do it. Everyone needs at least a, a single desk to get started with their membership. Around 70 to 75% of our companies across both locations usually just have the office space and the other 25 to 30% do have the prototyping lab space as we call it, where they're prototyping their uh, climate hardware technologies right in front of you. You know, It's really a magical place to be. You, know, you, you walk through in Boston and and we've got a six-month wait list on the lab it's so popular up there and in such high demand and you get to walk through on a tour and really watch things being invented before your very eyes
0: now do I remember right uh, in Boston you guys have three buildings now not just one is that correct
1: yeah we have uh, 28 Dane Street which was our, our first location outside of Boston uh, we expanded to Somerville after we uh, got a pretty sweet economic incentive package from their mayor there. We were initially founded in East Boston. And then as we started to grow, we bought the building next door at 444 Somerville Avenue, which is now our primary building. And one of our members forge, uh, I'm sorry, one of our members form energy, which is now one of our uh, largest members and one of the first Greentown unicorns, I'm happy to say. Uh, They liked being around the Greentown network so much that they bought the building next door so they could have their offices close by.
0: Well, you said something interesting there. You called them your first unicorn. Yeah. Tell the listeners unfamiliar with that what that means.
1: Absolutely. So a unicorn is a startup tech uh, company that has been valued at over a billion dollars. So that was with a B. That's with a B, $1 billion. And so as they fundraise, uh, I believe, form fundraise a couple hundred million dollars in their Series, series D or Series E. A Series is uh, referring to what round they go in. And so the first round of capital is referred to usually as a seed round. And then as it, uh, as it progresses, it goes Series A, Series B, Series C in alphabetical order. Some like to make it more complicated with series A1, B2, stuff like that. But Form was able to raise a couple hundred million dollars in one of their series rounds and was valued at over a billion dollars, yeah. Wow. Um,
0: When we go back to the part where you talked about 70-75% of your members just rent the desk first. How simple is that? How much is that?
1: so the desk starts at around 400 to 450 a month depending on the location or Boston or Houston and once you get that desk you get access to a lot of our resources we have you know the physical resources of the lab are one thing but so many uh, startups just need access to the capital like our investor program which I help with or our partnership partners we have an extensive Partner wall that many can see when they come into either location of all of our corporate partners that we're very happy to work with. They help to subsidize member rents. Some of them also help to provide in-kind services to partners such as MathWorks. Uh, We got a really sweet Stanley Black & Decker tool shop that we just set up in Houston. Uh, a really awesome Keysight Electronics Lab that we're happy that Keysight donated that got them on the wall and so there's a lot of ways that startups engage with our network and a lot of ways that we leverage our and to benefit our startups
0: well it doesn't get much simpler than that I mean uh, people, if you're interested in uh, having a start or you have a startup tech company check out Greentown Labs maybe they could be of assistance in you and your growth
1: plans right definitely, definitely. you can apply online and, and we're always happy to reach out and If you're not a stage fit now then we have accelerator programs that we can point you to to go through and then come back
0: okay well what do you see uh for the balance of 2023 where do you see all of it going what do you guys have planned
1: well in 2023 we're still looking to expand our our houston startup membership we're uh currently at around 70 startup members in houston after the two-year mark Uh, that took boston about six or seven years to get to that number of startups, so I think that really speaks to just how ready Houston was when we came here, and we're really excited to see what else comes out of the woodworks as we're as we're here and expand our network in Texas.
0: That doesn't surprise me that in Houston you had a, a quicker growth than you did in Boston because if I remember the story right, when they looked to expand out of the Boston area their most requests came from the city of Houston, and that's how we got the first one. Do I remember that story correct?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And so, actually, it's a really, it's a really great story. It all started with a, a kind of trifecta of, of rice management company, who is our landlords, and they're working on what's called the Ion District uh, down in South Midtown. That all started around 2017, 2018, when Amazon actually was announcing their HQ2, They had a short list of about 20 cities that they were considering to expand to, and Houston wasn't even on the top 20, and so that rubbed the mayor the wrong way. He got together with with the other thought leaders in Houston, and. They put together what eventually became the plans for the ION district. Shout out the ION over at uh, 4201 Main Street in South Midtown. They're our neighbors. They uh, share a landlord with us, a rice management company, and they also have some great startup accelerators and startup uh, venture investors as well based out of there. We work closely with them. Yeah, the ION
0: lately has uh, opened up several restaurants inside there now. So you guys have more places to go
1: eat. Yeah, definitely. They just opened the Limbar over there. We had a team lunch there. It's really a great place to network, great place to meet investors. Huge shout out to Joey Sanchez and his cup of Joey's that he has every Friday at the ION. It's really... The first no-frills networking sessions that I've been able to attend here in Houston, and it's really inspiring seeing all these people just come together and, and want to work to support startups and support the energy transition here in Houston, the energy capital of the world.
0: Well, hopefully uh, most of our listeners remember uh, Joey because he's an alum of the show. So I think he he was on our show four to six months ago, if I recall.
1: Good, yeah. He's a, he's a great guy. Great guy to know in Houston. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Dan, I appreciate you taking the time to join us today on the show. Anything else you want to add to make sure the listeners know about?
1: Well, if anyone wants to learn more about Greentown Labs, they can check us out at greentownlabs.com. If you'd like to be engaged with our investor program, if you're a venture capitalist, feel free to uh, fill out the investor form online. That's all there and check out our events calendar. We just announced our Climate Tech Summit, which is our largest event of the year happening November. It's in both locations and we make sure to have them on different days so you can attend both.
0: As my co-host in studio would normally say, uh, wherever you get your podcast from, please leave us a five-star review. And as the saying goes, Every day you're supposed to learn something new, and today we were responsible for today's lesson. This is Mike Niemer. I'm here with uh, Dan Cliff from Greentown Labs. Uh, Have a good day, and thank you for listening to The Green Insider, powered by Renewable.